0: I want to talk about what's at stake in sexual complementarity or what's at stake in the gender difference. Or we could put it this way, why did God make us male and female? And is it important? I want to suggest that it couldn't be more important, not only for the very survival of the human race, but for a proper biblical understanding of who God is and who we are and why we're here, how we are to live and what our ultimate destiny is. Those are some bold claims. Let me see if I can start to unpack and we can come to understand the biblical significance of the sexual difference. Today, let's just observe this. If you go onto Facebook to fill out your personal profile, you will be given a choice of over 50 gender options. The public complained and said that wasn't enough, so Facebook added a customize button. We can now customize our own sexual identity. Listen to the words of Christ and how they pierce through this confusion. When Jesus says, Haven't you read that in the beginning God made them male and female and called the two to become one flesh? Anything other than male and female?" and the call of the two to become one flesh. That is the call of man and woman to marriage and family life. Anything other than that, we can say, biblically speaking, is a result of the fall of a sexual confusion that entered the world with original sin. And this means we are all sexually broken. It's called the fall. One of the first things to suffer after original sin, one of the first things to suffer is our understanding of our own bodies. Remember, in the beginning, they were naked and felt no shame. But after sin, the very first result was they were ashamed of their nakedness. Something different has entered the scene. There is now a confusion, a distortion of the very meaning of human sexuality. What is at stake and why is this so important? I want to put it to you this way. From beginning to end, if we take a look, maybe you've never even heard it framed this way, But it's right there in Scripture, from beginning to end, the Bible tells a story about marriage. The Bible begins in Genesis with an earthly marriage in an earthly paradise, the marriage of man and woman. Throughout the Old Testament, God speaks of his love for his people as the love of a husband for his bride. In the New Testament, the love of the eternal bridegroom is literally embodied when the Word is made flesh. Skip to the end of the story, and we have a heavenly marriage in a heavenly paradise. And this heavenly marriage is the marriage of Christ and the church, God and humanity. The Bible begins with the marriage of man and woman in an earthly paradise. It ends with the marriage of Christ and the church in a heavenly paradise. What is at stake in the first marriage is precisely getting a proper understanding of our ultimate destiny and where we are headed. Why did God make us male and female? Because he wanted his eternal marital plan. What marital plan? Not just the marriage of man and woman, but the marriage of God and humanity. Here's the whole Bible in five words. God wants to marry us. And he wanted this eternal marital plan to be so plain to us, so obvious to us, that he stamped an image of it right in our bodies by making us male and female and calling the two to become one flesh. The Apostle Paul summarizes the whole Bible for us in Ephesians chapter five when he brings these two bookends together. He quotes from the book of Genesis and then he links it with the book of Revelation when he says, for this reason, A man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And then he adds, this is a great mystery, and it refers to Christ and the church. Now, if this is not just mere poetry, but if this has real biblical gravitas, if this has real theological gravitas to it, do you know what this means? It means the way we understand the sexual difference and the call of the two to become one flesh. It is not only a debate about the meaning of our sexuality. Ultimately, it's a debate about the meaning of Christ and his church. Why does God reveal himself as a bridegroom? Why is the church the bride? Could it be the other way around? Could God be the bride and humanity be the bridegroom? why not scripture reveals this is love not that we first love god but that he first loved us now let's look at the story our bodies tell a man's body is the body that gives the seed that leads to life a woman's body must open to receive that seed in order to conceive the new life this is not only biology this is theology. God has revealed himself as Father because he is the origin of all of life. He is the giver, that initiator of the love, that initiator of life and existence comes from the Father. The husband becomes an image of this. Husbands, love your wives, Paul tells us. How? As Christ loved the church. Christ on the cross is revealing the love of the eternal Father when he says to his bride, This is my body given for you. And the church, opening to receive the body of Christ into her own body, conceives eternal life. Not only does God love us, God wants to marry us, but there's even more. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage. What we didn't realize though in second grade when we learned that rhyme, is we were actually reciting some profound theology. Our bodies tell this story. What story? God loves us, wants to marry us, and he wants his bride to conceive eternal life within her. This is the human drama. This is the human story. This is the story of our salvation in Jesus Christ. And it's stamped right in our bodies and our sexuality. What's at stake in our understanding of the male-female difference? What is at stake in our understanding of our creation as a man and a woman and the call of the two to become one flesh? Nothing short of our understanding of the eternal plan of God to become one in the flesh with us. What is at stake? Nothing short of an authentic biblical vision of human existence and the very existence of the universe. Lord, open our eyes to the story that our bodies tell and restore in us purity of heart so that we can look upon the human body, male and female, And through purity of heart, see your divine mystery revealed. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Grant us purity of heart. Amen.